Hey everybody and welcome to How to be a dad without a dad. My name is Jose, Jose de la Roca. I'm here in San Gabriel, California and with me is always Andy, all the way from the UK. Andy, what's up? good man how are you doing it's nice and nice and sunshiny in the uk at the moment it's a bank holiday weekend things are good things are good you and your holidays <laughs> yeah we never work over here it's great you, should, you just totally come over to europe at some point it's fantastic yeah you told me you were going to go on a holiday vacation and i'm like first of all like it's a holiday and two is it a vacation yep. so i we'll go through that before but first of all we want to give a shout out to our sponsor uh, doggy dogs so if anybody wants to you know take their pet pet right any pet yep. or just dogs uh, so I found out this week that they also do cats because we got asked that someone tweeted me a question asking if doggy dogs do cats as well and they do it's a two-person job I'm told by their expert but yeah they do and why because somebody has to entertain the cat to be <laughs> yeah so 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 cat so basically dogs you can kind of break their will apparently um uh, whereas with cats uh, they are so strong-willed that they're like no i'm not being groomed i'm not doing anything uh so you need two people to basically to to not hold them rigidly but you know hold them in a nice way so they can get groomed <laughs> somebody has to entertain the cat so yeah That's our sponsor for the podcast is doggy locks and if anybody has any questions i saw that they have prices you could follow them at Doggy Dogs on Instagram, at Doggy Dogs on Instagram. Doggy is D-O-G-G-I-L-O-C-K-S. And you should check him out because, you know what? You want to have your dog groom and lock those prices. Uh, you see that? <laughs> you can totally tell you're a radio personality, man. That was great. <laughs> that was totally brilliant. Um, you can also get in touch with Doggy Locks as well uh, at yahoo.com. So that, that address is D-O-G-G-I-L-O-C-K-S at yahoo.com. Doggy Locks, the official sponsor for How to Be a Dad Without a Dad. Because if you want to know how to be a dad without a dad, I guess Doggy Locks is the place to go. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah, I messed up there right there. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. And we were going to record uh, about a, be a week ago. And uh, I don't know if... Uh, yeah, I did mention that I was feeling a little raspy, right? The last podcast. Because yep. yep. uh, thanks to Delta, I had to run for my life in Minneapolis because I was going to miss my my plane in Minneapolis from uh, Wisconsin. So I landed in Minneapolis and they told me, oh, your plane is waiting for you, sir. We are Delta. We're here to provide you with great customer service. The only problem is it was that it was like fucking three miles from my my plane. And I ended up like running for my life to the point that halfway I started feeling something on my throat. And ever since I've been dealing with like raspiness and now it's my nose. Now it's my ears. Anyways, last week I was literally sounding like a real man. And I told Andy, I don't think. I said, Andy, I don't think we need to record this week. I'm not feeling that well. So it was really bizarre because you actually gave me a call on WhatsApp, um, which was amazing. Uh, and when I answered it, I thought you'd been kidnapped by someone and it was a video phonography thing or something. Uh, but yeah, I, it, I you needed to recuperate, dude. You, you sounded intimidating. And I still have like... <laughs> You hear that? So it's like there's mucus all over my my throat and nose. That's an image for you guys. So I apologize if I go like this once in a while. It's because something going on. Thanks to Delta. So that's why Delta is not an official sponsor. Doggy dog things. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we couldn't record last week. And then I told Andy, hey, we should record this week. And he's like, no, we're going on a holiday. And what do you mean by going on a holiday? <laughs> for us so, here in the united states so what i meant is so that there's two different so basically what i meant and obviously I, i'm british so i'd never say this but <laughs> I, by in, in your tongue i would say vacation right so a vacation is when you go somewhere else that isn't your home uh and you hang out for a bit right it's basically what we would call in the uk a holiday 
Whereas for you guys, what you call holidays are like public events, like national holidays, like Independence Day or something, right? But you just say national holidays. Yeah, but I, you, you wouldn't though. You'd say, I'd say, I'm Jose. I'm gonna go on holiday, so I can't record whatever, whatever. Um, yeah. So that's it's 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 just holiday in the UK. It's always holiday. What we would probably say instead is, oh, uh, oh no, it's a bank holiday Monday, so I get a day off that day. So don't forget, don't come into work on Monday because you get a day off that day. That's probably what we would say. <laughs> <laughs> all right so where, where, did, where well. did you go on holiday uk and vacation usa <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna subtitle this podcast as well so everyone knows exactly what we're talking about um no we won't uh so because i have a son who's very young like 15 months old me and my wife were thinking about places where we could go which would be suitable for him uh that wouldn't involve crazy train journeys or plane journeys or whatever just because we only had a few days off from work so we decided to take them to a place called butlins now butlins is a holiday camp uh kind of in the uk um it's a little bit like disney but without the character affiliations in that you go to a place and also there's no rides um but stay with the disney analogy it totally makes sense um (laughs) it's that uh essentially you go to a place there's like children's entertainers around in a building there's a massive arcade there's like uh little rides around and there's big hotels and it's right on a seafront so kind of on a beach um so we took him there for two uh two nights three days um and we were both quite nervous about it um primarily because we when you have like you know jose like when you have a child that's that young you get into a routine right and as soon as you get to a point where suddenly you're super super comfortable with the routine and and his sleeping's getting better and his food's fine and he sleeps really well and he's not stressed and he's super happy like taking him to a different environment to kind of test that out is is quite nerve-wracking um especially when you have to rely on like a travel cot and things like that um so we took him there he went to see the teletubbies um oh, who no. dude they have like why do the you, why do you do that to your son so the teletubbies have the worst real life approximation outfit ever like they've got big stupid plastic faces massive dead eyes it's just horrendous why so did when you decide to them, traumatize your son well thankfully we didn't we decided to traumatize him from a distance which is a pro parenting tip so uh there you could queue up to have their photo taken with them um which was really funny watching from a distance like all these parents queue up it was probably only like one out of four kids actually smiled when they saw the (laughs) teletubby like it was three out of four that was like one out of four probably absolutely lost their minds and basically were started bawling out and the other like the other 50 percent were just like what's going on this is weird these guys don't look like the tv show and they're big they don't look big on the tv show anyway so there was that um and we ate out a lot which was great uh but yeah it was a very short kind of test for how my son would kind of react when you put him in a different uh, different environment when he spends loads of time with us which is really really good because obviously he does anyway but he's surrounded by toys and things like that um and there, there wasn't many toys at this thing uh and it was kind of on a beach so we we never really took him to a beach before so that was quite fun as well uh, how was that by the way did you like actually really went to the sand and stuff like yeah that? yeah it was really good so he we went to like this adventure park thing that was right on the seafront that had sand kind of in it Um, He'd never dealt with sand at all before. Um, So his first instinct uh, was basically to grab a massive handful of it and stick it down his face, Um, (laughs) which is really, really fun uh, and totally freaked us out for a little bit. And then loads went in his mouth and he was just like, Um, but yeah, he he got over it, uh, which was good. But wait, Um, so what do you guys do? You just get a bunch of water and throw it in the in the mouth and try to rinse everything out yeah or just be like eh bring some ketchup might as well it's the only thing we could do (laughs) like what was what was quite funny is that a few days before we gave him shreddies and it uh shreddies we didn't realize this at the time but shreddies are like super super dense and they're very very hard 
for their for babies to basically break down so it kind of created a massive bout of indigestion for him this was just as we were driving to the holiday camp thing and we and he was bawling his eyes out like massively and we're like what is going on he was totally fine and then we basically debugged it and found that it was the shreddies potentially um so when he he, he pretty much uh, gulped down like at least probably two tablespoons full of sand uh very quickly we were like okay we need to keep a close eye on him and make sure he doesn't do that uh but we got a water cup and basically just washed it all out he was totally fine um did you see any in the poop <laughs> don't think he had any poop but we yeah i I don't think so. There's been there's been no outward signs of the eight loads of poop, um, but yeah, it was really cool. Um, he, I think most of was there water. Did you take him to the ocean? I'm just asking because I remember when we took my son to the beach for the first time. He was around yeah. a little bit older than your son, so like meaning yeah. like he already had you know walking experience, and because your yeah. son just started walking. But it was one of those that he was, you know, playing in the sand. But then he was like, the sea? Hell no. You know, he he didn't want to go into the sea. So how about, did you had a sea there? or? So, yeah, so that there was sea there. But we didn't, to be honest, we didn't have a massive amount of time. I know that sounds weird, but we didn't actually have a massive amount of time to try him out in the sea. Um, so we kind of just introduced him to it like slowly. So I got him to, because he wasn't massively interested in it. Like he looked out at it because my son's quite nosy and he looked out at it and kind of figured out what, what, not figured out what it was, but like tried to figure out what was going on. And then we took him to it uh, and then he paddled around a tiny bit. Um, and yeah. He I didn't mean, get it, scared, it, like touched, like the water came in and then he's like, oh, hell no. Well, he, he wasn't really that bothered about it in terms of like, uh, it, it was a very calm day. So it wasn't like the waves were like coming, crashing in. Um, and we only walked into like basically a little uh, kind of a few little, how do I put it? Like just a few little uh like where the water came in, where it was super, super shallow and then slowly went out again. So we Yeah, that's what I mean. Even yeah. even that, my son was like, hell no. He was like, uh, he, he like tried to get in and then he saw the water coming and he would get scared. Like, and I didn't mean like going into like the waves. I meant like that little like, just the water coming. This fool yeah. will be like, hell no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, I mean, he's older now. He's, you know, he understand that he needs to try things now, but... Yeah. At the moment, he was like, nah, you guys brought me here for nothing. Uh, let's go. He he was totally okay with it. I think uh, he he only had the water, like, rush over his feet, like, once. And then it was like, cool, yeah, I've done this. Nice one. Like, pick me up. <laughs> so we did that uh, and then walked him around. And the, the biggest thing that I noticed and the biggest takeaway from the entire holiday for me was um, that um, now that my son's, like, 15 months, 16 months, Uh, he just loves taking in the world around him and he hates being in a pram now that he can walk or, uh, yeah, well, I guess you would say the pram, um, stroller, or a stroller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't try a carrier. We probably should have. Um, so I had to carry them around and so did my wife and like both of us at the end of the day were like, Whew. like he's, he's a hefty baby, uh, causing well, you, some, you some do have back a problems. big baby. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it's not like he's he's big like um like fat. He's just big in terms of like he's bigger than most of his age group. And by the way, in terms of like, if he was fat, you know, I think being one year old, it's probably the only time that you could be like super fat. You know what I mean? Like one totally. and two is like you could be like an apple with a head and little arms, <laughs> and it's okay. It's still cute. I think yeah. after two, three. It's a time for you to start doing something. So I think it, it's really interesting. So like uh, all of my extended family have had kind of babies that have been uh, that have looked well fed, let's say, <laughs> up until the age of around three. Um, but then they totally shed that weight. So it's not a problem. I, I think it's more just like with toddlers physique, the way that they are, like it, they always look like mostly belly anyway. Right. Um, especially with the way that they walk when they first start walking. Um, so, and, yeah. And, I mean, but your son is, like, you know, 
I guess the best example would be like a little football player or his yeah. thick and big bone. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, that takes he's, he's, takes a he's lot more of a line. <laughs> he's more of a linebacker, right? I, I I'm comfortable saying that. Yeah, yeah. A rugby uh, player. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, he wouldn't be uh, he'd be one of the center backs. He wouldn't be uh, one of the hooks. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, my son. <laughs> I just said this uh, to my friends that I went to see today. Um, I took my son for a physical because one, he needed to get a physical, and two, I needed some paperwork done for something we were doing. And then um, <laughs> our doctor is one of those like, either she's super laid back, or she she looks old, but she doesn't look old. You know what I mean? Like she yeah, has yeah. gray hair. She looks like she could be a grandma. But she's also like, you know, like one of those white people that kind of look old, but they're not old. So I don't know if she's old really or not, you know. Anyways, she never has like a human reaction. She has like this blank face, which is, I guess, what you need to have to be a doctor, right? Because you don't want to panic when somebody's, you know, breaking a leg or something. But she has no reaction at, at all. And then again, we took it to, and it, she's been her doc, his doctor forever since he was born. So she, once again, I'm right there. And then she's like, all right, everything looks normal. And then she's like, he's a little short for his, you know, for his age. And then I stand up and I'm like, well, doctor, hello. <laughs> and then she's like, she just looks up. She's like, haha, jeans. <laughs> And then I'm like, uh, at least I got some reactions on her. And then, then she's like, and then she retracts herself and she's like, all right, she, he's good on his weight for his height. So everything looks fine. And I'm like, yeah. all right, there you go. But yeah, uh, I don't think my son will be. And, but yeah, you have, you, it looks like your son is going to be a tall, healthy person. Yeah, he's in the he's he's in a high percentile for for both of that stuff at the moment, which is good. Um, he's definitely getting cheeky as well, and he's definitely throwing tantrums all the time. Uh, not all the time. Oh. Hang on, let me retreat that comment. Wait, wait, wait. My wife but will at me when she hears this. You guys, <laughs> your definition of cheeky means something else, right? I thought you meant like chubby. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's totally. I mean, he does have. Uh, that is also true though Jose 100% that's totally true Uh, no cheeky means like holy crap what's the analog for cheeky Uh, Uh, like smarty pants yeah Yeah, kind of yeah I guess maybe you'd say spunky I guess that's a a dog (laughs) no you're thinking of sparky oh I'm thinking of punky punky Brewster anyways yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, welcome to How uh, to Be a Dad Without a Dad, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so he's 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 starting to have tantrums a bit more now. Um, so yeah, uh, he was pretty much tantrum free the whole the whole holiday, so that was cool. Uh, we took him to see a couple of shows as well, but they're all like kid shows, like sing along stuff, um, and he seemed to enjoy those. But that he was, kind of was that brutal for you guys? It's like, oh no. No, it wasn't too bad. I tell you what, like the the kids shows, they're all like variety shows in the UK. So they're like a dude up on stage singing songs, making fart sounds, doing stuff that's silly. It's totally fine. Not a problem. I think the the weirdest thing watching stuff with my son is that he doesn't smile (laughs) massively, but he looks engaged. Right. And there's been a couple of times where he's literally like. I've seen him like raise an eyebrow at a performer, which if one of us did it would be super, super uh, like insulting. But because he does it like, I'm not entirely sure what I think about this show, uh, it's totally adorable and totally fine. Um, but we took him to a show in the evening when he should have been super tired and he wasn't um, with a, a couple of my wife's friends um, and their their uh, little daughter. And he, would, he behaved brilliantly. Uh, he's awesome. It's like I said, like he... Most of the time when you take him to shows, he just or when anything that's kind of out of his comfort zone, he'll retreat into himself a little bit um, and he won't really outwardly communicate his emotions massively. But he'll kind of just take it all in, which is almost perfect, really. Do you ever feel bad for those people who are actually doing that? I mean, I'm always like, 
I feel sorry, man. I'm like, I know you wanted to be an actor. And you could be doing Shakespeare, but you got to pay the bills. So I feel you. It's it's the it's the Skipper Dan song from uh, Weird Al Yankovic, uh, which is like the, the the Skipper Dan like the Jungle Cruise ride in Disney. <laughs> that that's always what it reminds me of. Um, so yeah, check that out if you've never heard that. It's brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I do kind of feel a tiny bit. No, but, no, I don't. Absolutely, I take it back. The guys that are performing on stage where you see their faces, they're totally okay. They're getting paid. They're all good. It's the guys who are in the full body Teletubbies outfits. For like uh, 30 minutes at a time who you can't see their faces and they've just got to stand there and just wave but as they bring new kids in those are the guys you gotta feel sorry for i i'm the opposite way because the guys or girls or like me little people yep. who wear those costumes all you had to do is move and sweat right and yeah like you don't have to pretend to be happy You know what I mean? Like one time I went to the fucking Disney store and people were like, it's, you know, like you could fart on their face and be like, ah, welcome to the Disney store. It smells amazing. Oh, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Literally one time I went to a girl and be like, hey, uh, just between you and I, you do, you know, like you, you know, you can't get mad here, huh? And she's like, hi, no, what do you mean? I, I love being here. And I'm like, no, just between you and I, like. You know, it's it's in your job description that you had to smile and pretend to be happy, right? It's just like, it's a wonderful day today. What are you talking about? No, I love being here. Everybody smells nice. I care. And I'm like, no, you don't. I'm pretty sure you're like getting drunk at night and saying, fuck this fuckers and, you know, fucking kids, you know, and, you know. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's it's the same with those guys. I mean, you're an actor and you're pretending to be happy and you're pretending to have a fucking smile 24-7. But those guys in the Teletubby costumes, they could be like, you know, have that fuck you face and be cursing inside and be waving and be like, fuck you kids. <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but that's worse though, right? Because like they, they... You're expressing they could, yourself. That's true. But those guys that were playing the... I don't want to obsess over the Teletubbies, but I, the, the costumes were horrendous. <laughs> um, those guys, they can't... There's really... You'd have to work quite hard to see them do a bad job because they're so fully clothed and they've really just got to do this like wave their arms a bit and just be nice to the kids and stuff but they don't they don't really talk because they can't talk um so it's i feel like at least with the guys who are at the disney store who are on stage performing or whatever at least they can kind of get some positive reinforcement out of it Whereas with the Teletubbies guys, like they know that the kids don't really care about their human form underneath the outfit. And as soon as they <laughs> automatize or automate this thing where robots aren't so scary, uh, they'll just have them doing that job at that point as well. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think there is something that the dude that we saw, I think was called Dave something or other i can't remember but he was brilliant he was kind of like taking the mick out of the parents taking the mick out of the out of some of the kids and some of the dancing and stuff you could definitely there was like that child performer edge to it where you like you were saying about the disney store employee where like uh you could tell like once he's off the show and maybe when he's chilling out with his uh children entertainer mates that you know they will have a, a beer and basically take the piss out of each other and the audience and stuff like that Um, in a slightly more aggressive way, but you know, you definitely feel like he got something out of it. Um, well, yeah, there's, also you think... know, you could tell when there's people that you know it's their job, and but what I mean is like those like Disney people that are always like, of course you can't see my face, but they're always like smiling, like you know, and it looks like totally fake, and it's like you know, happy, 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 and you're like, I just, you know, I guess it's one of those like I hate it when they're so aggressive, happy. It's like, yeah. uh, like, you know, I guess it goes to the point where, like, <laughs> I see the world different from <laughs> everybody. <laughs> I know. I know the real world. I know how, you know, yeah. it can always be happy, 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 happy. <laughs> well, I remember when I worked in retail, there was definitely times where uh, it, it, everyone used to piss me off. But like, it's okay. But, you know, but you can't. You you. you you could still say, hey, welcome to, you know, here. 
And yeah. if you need anything, I'm here to help you. But you don't have to yeah. go to their face. Be like, hey, it's a wonderful day today. Hi. <laughs> this little <laughs> blouse is going to look perfect on you. I love working here 24-7. It's a wonderful day today. All right. Bye. You know, it's a difference, right? That is that is very true. That is very true. But I mean, that is, that's kind of the Disney MO though, right? Yeah, I guess so. And yeah. <laughs> to give some parenting, some psychological thing here because we're in this subject at the moment i yep. recorded a show uh two weeks ago yeah uh and we had a i guess psychiatrist doctor that he is in charge of the first five california it's a initiative here in california where they're trying to do what i'm doing with my son which less tv you had to read sing and talk and uh -huh. how reading, singing, and talking, it's the most important thing you could do to a child up to year four. And if you nourish and show the kid love and affection and you take care of them for the first four years, it's hard to break him after four. And this is what he told me, by the way. Like, we always say uh -huh. we're not doctors. We're not. So he said that if you... if a child is born into a family that takes care of him, shows him love, gives him affection, reads to them, talks to them, sings with them for the four, first four years of his life. This child is going to grow up thinking that there's positive things out there. He's going to mm -hmm. be better in school. He's going to be more well-rounded than somebody that is born to a family that nobody gives an affection they don't pay mm -hmm. attention to them and what happens is and this is what he said that the difference between those two families is that one the child that has been fed affection has been taking care of him read uh talked and um you know sang is going to grow up thinking that the world is a good place and the world is here to help him. And the other side, the person who didn't receive all that and it has not a good childhood is going to grow up thinking that the world is against him. Mm. And that struck me because I was that kid. Or mm. I am. Because like I told you, like even though we're not doctors, I'm telling you, man, if you don't raise your kids right, it's going to affect them for the whole fucking life even yeah. now if somebody's listening if you're an adult just think back of your childhood and whatever you have going on right now is because of that so i have anxiety i have problems that i cannot be in the moment always thinking on the future and i'm always thinking that the world is against me and that hit me hard because that's me i'm always thinking mm. and for what i just talked you know like you know Happy, happy, happy. No, it's not, right? Um, so, and then I noticed that I was that kid that I'm thinking that everybody's against me. And then I put my son in the other category where we're nurturing him, we're, you know, reading to him, we're feeding him words. And he's at that age where he's going to turn four. So hopefully, and for what he said that we're doing things right we're not you know having you know a tablet as a babysitter or a tv yeah. as a babysitter that we're going to he's going to grow in a safe environment thinking that there's possibilities out there and he's going to grow up i don't want to say happy because you could still be happy if you have a bad childhood but he's yeah. going to be in a good state of mind and it's going to be difficult to break that now because he his first four years it's the most important life. It's this more. It's the most important time in your life. That's what he said, and I understand yeah. that, because guess what? I was the other kid, the one that grew up thinking that the world's against him, and hopefully, I'm breaking the cycle, and my son is going to grow up thinking that the world is with him. So do you know? And what I wanted to share this with you and and you guys listening, it's because you know what I we're talking about, like how I am like. 
you know negative and stuff like that i'm not saying i'm negative most of the time i am uh but i'm realistic <laughs> too you know and yeah. but as a parent i'm doing something hopefully good into you know talking to my son making him to express himself reading you know all the stuff and this guy who actually went to school for that they do tests and they create things and he was saying that the first four years if you do all the nourishing caring reading talking to them he says something about three thousand words or like three hundred thousand words i forgot if he heard three thousand words it's all those statistics that who knows but they have made studies yeah. and stuff like that that it's an advantage for him in the future because those four years it's been good so it's going to be hard to break him as a person than somebody that didn't have that i don't know if it makes sense no that totally makes sense dude i, th I think it's I think what of well, obviously during naught to four is when he formulates all of his brain pathways and all of his uh, behavioral uh, social interactions as well. Not like all of them, but all of the the starts of them, right? So it makes sense that you'd want to build a solid foundation. And I know, like, especially when you're tired, it's really really hard to make the effort to look after a kid, um, even when you have one. Um, and I, I, I will totally say that there's been times when I've been incredibly tired and have been like, yeah, okay, no, come on. And to get yourself together, kick your own ass a little bit, let's read, let's do the singing and dancing and stuff like that. It, it's, it can be quite hard work, but I do think it is worthwhile. But I think we could always do more though, right? Well, it also, I'm not here to... <laughs> lecture people you know it's yeah. a, i'm just here stating what i'm trying to do i'm i always say i'm the example of what not to do right so and the yeah. reasons because i had made mistakes i went out i was i'm not like the best person i'm not the worst but i'm trying to be the best person not for you guys and not for the public and not for society but for my son and that's mm. why we're doing this podcast to share with you guys that, hey, like if this short brown Guatemalan could do it, he could be a better dad for his son. Because at the end, if you're a parent, you have to understand that is it's so not anymore about you. Right. And it's all yeah, about the yeah, kid. Yeah. And hey, like I, I've been saying in this in the podcast that I'm getting addicted to um to fucking Instagram. And there's been times that I'm like, just, you know, I just, you know let them read and then i'll be on instagram or checking my emails but at least i'm doing something better than you know than you know just letting him watch tv the whole day you know what i mean yeah totally totally and i think there's always that temptation there right um to to be a bit lazy about it but i i i 100 agree with you like ultimately you just gotta be the best parent that you can be um and try and make as much effort as possible. And obviously every kid's different as well, right? So some kids might not respond to certain things, but they respond to others. So, uh, But yeah, it's still good though, dude. Like it, part of the reason why I do this podcast is to kind of... It's always valuable talking to another parent. like, And it's always valuable talking to another dad. Just because you... you it's just nice to be able to air like certain concerns that you have or even share techniques and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, I think it's good advice. Definitely good advice. Yeah. And it's good that you, you talked about your holiday vacation, <laughs> holiday vacation. <laughs> That's what we're going to call this show. Holiday vacation. <laughs> uh, and we're actually going to take a vacation ourselves. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I saved up some money and then uh, I got a credit card. <laughs> and because I, so I travel the country and then I stay at a bunch of hotels. And I've been lately staying at one chain and I've been collecting all these points. So I'm going to use mm -hmm. my points to, uh, we're going to go to Legoland. My son is at the moment where uh, he's like all into Legos. And yep. that's another thing about kids, how their imagination works. We don't watch TV. And what I mean, we don't watch TV is, you know, the normal. He does watch like 10 minutes and well, as soon as he wakes up, because he's like in a shock of waking up and trying to get ready mm -hmm. to school. He watches like, well, say 10 minutes of Super Monsters on Netflix. But that's it. He doesn't watch anything else after that. 
And uh, but for some reason, he knows about Darth Vader because guess what? We have all the books and everything like that. So he's right now yeah. into Legos and Star Wars. So I decided to take a vacation during the week because I usually work on the weekends. And uh, yeah, so I was like, now that you talk about it, you know, it's something to look forward to. And then, unfortunately, your son is, you know, at that stage that he needs routines. And my son yeah. is getting out of that stage where he's, you know, getting older, where he's going to go to kinder and he's going yeah. to get out of his routines, meaning like taking a nap and stuff like that. So whenever it's a Sunday and this past Easter, he didn't take a nap and it was okay because, you know, he already has been napping the whole week and it's okay if he doesn't take a nap now. And that's what I've been saying this whole podcast that my girlfriend said one time a couple of years ago, oh, we're never going to do anything. And then the answer is like, yes, we're never going to do anything right now. We're going to do stuff later on. And you had to understand that, that because your son is at some stages you can do certain things, but that doesn't yeah. mean you're never going to do those things. It means that now that my son is turning four, we could take a trip three hours down the line, go to a hotel and go to Legoland the whole day, which when he was little, I wouldn't have a problem because you know what? Eh, we don't need that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, yeah. Well, so breaking I, the cycle is probably hard. I think it is, but I also think like uh, for for me just i know that the advisory for like kids in travel seats and stuff uh, for cars at least in the uk like they don't recommend you travel for longer than like 45 minutes at a time so like every 45 minutes you basically you just have to get them out of the car walk them around for a bit and then put them back in there and then keep traveling so yeah i think uh the travel time is definitely a factor but i also think like if i took my son to a place like legoland at this point I'm not sure how much you would get out of it. Like you want to wait until they re not necessarily remember it, but we're like, oh, oh my God, that's awesome. Because like when he saw the teddy tubbies, he didn't really give a shit. So, <laughs> you know, you, you want to you wanna show them stuff that they enjoy and that they'll remember. And I think waiting like, to, to your son's age is like the perfect age to do it. Like the sand, right? Even though he put it in his mouth, it's a good experience that he experienced sand at the beach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he knows more about uh, Bob Norija sand than any than my wife and myself do. I mean, so you know that that's a good thing, right? Did I tell you I swallowed a quarter one time when I was little? <laughs> no. Yeah. Did you poop it out? I don't remember, but I do remember it was. Um, and what I mean, a quarter is like twenty five cents in Guatemala. So, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's things that could happen. You could, I mean, you can't turn worse than I am. So sorry. <laughs> so any advice for people traveling uh make sure your car is okay before you travel um that's one my car was totally fine but i tend to check it before well you have uh, a brand so new car yes yes uh but i you know just if you're doing a long journey it was only 45 minutes so it wasn't really a long journey i know uh, that's when you said like the uk says like 45 minutes you gotta take it not in la man <laughs> but in la that's your like that's half of your commute yeah <laughs> um what else uh make sure there's toys in the car um always pack like a sun blind because in uh the sun always creeps out and can shine in your son or daughter's eyes in a really annoying way quite quickly uh make sure your sat nav is working my sat nav wasn't working so uh, that caused a little bit of stress. Worst thing you want to do is drive when stressed. That sucks. Uh, so yeah, that that's kind of the, the biggest thing. Um, yeah. We're going to travel. Yeah, I think it's about normal time. It's like two hours and a half. And one time yeah. I got off from work in Venice, California, and I was coming to San Gabriel, California, which is 25 miles away. It took me three hours and a half. So there you go. LA traffic's notorious for a good reason, though, right? But we have 75 degrees and sunny every day. That's and true. you guys got, <laughs> I sent you a picture. like for your marathon, there was like 75 degrees and you guys were like dying over there. Yeah, running marathons is tough. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I think like when you do all your training and like sub 20 degrees, which I think is sub 60 degrees. No, it can't be. I don't know. I'm not even going to try and do the Fahrenheit thing. Yeah. It's you guys use weird metrics. Uh, the 20 degrees, right? When you do all your, and I can see this, cause I've done a marathon in the past. Like when you do all your training in 20 degrees and then suddenly on the day, it's like 26 degrees, man, that, that screws with you. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> and since- it, you always, you always get people collapsing, um, at marathons because some people don't train hard enough. The vast majority of do, but some don't. So, and they push themselves too hard. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. And since Joe is not here, we're going to take advantage of that. And I've been wanting to tell you something, and I wanted to save it on uh, to be on the air. Yeah. I watched the F1 series on Netflix. Oh, yeah. That thing's awesome. Holy shit, man. That <laughs> thing is fucking good. Holy yeah, fucking good. In Guatemala, there's it's a big thing, you know, F1. It's it's yeah. it's popular, and what I mean popular is because here in the United States, nobody gives a shit. It's here in no. the United States. It goes from football, basketball, baseball, and baseball could be depending on who you are, where you are, equal as basketball. Then after you know that is hockey, then is soccer, which is football, and then everything else. So yeah. the fan base for F one is pretty little here, even though there's yeah. NASCAR, but Let's just say NASCAR has a bad rep here in many yep. ways, especially with somebody like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, my God, that fucking series is so good. And it reminded yeah. me when I was, like, little and, and used to watch F1 all the time with Michael Schumacher and everything. So good. What do you think about that? Uh, it's brilliant. Um, so, obviously, I watch the sport religiously. Uh, I watch motorsport religiously anyway. So that includes British Touring Car Championship, Formula One, Formula E, and Formula One's always been like the premium top tier motorsport in the world. Um, that's open wheel. But anyway, we won't get into that. Um, the series is brilliant. It dramatizes events of the previous season and sensationalizes and sensationalizes them in a really good way. But it uses them as like a bed for the other really interesting stories they tell in that that series. So like all the stuff with Danny Ricardo basically leaving Red Bull, a team that gave him his big break into F1 and to join Renault. Like that story was pretty much not really told massively outside of like Formula One insiders until the Netflix show showed it. Um the access that they get is absolutely amazing. Like right? Ferrari and Mercedes didn't take part, but Red Bull did, and all the other teams did. So that's why they're the main focus. Um, no, but isn't that? I mean, I'm pretty sure they wanted them to do it, but in yeah. some way, actually helps because yep. everybody knows about those two guys. So yep. who cares about them? Meaning, like, you already know about them. So let's concentrate yep. the people who you don't know. And may not know and the show showcase them yeah that's that's what i think too 100 and i think you know you get teams like williams who have an amazing lineage in formula one and who are absolutely struggling have been struggling for years at this point so to kind of like get claire williams at a vulnerable point who is their team's uh, essentially their de facto team lead ceo uh, was really really good um seeing cyril from renault as well basically bear his soul and show about how much the split between red bull uh going towards honda engines rather than renault engines actually like taking a physical toll on him like it's things like that that you just you wouldn't see if the focus was uh ferrari um and mercedes because ultimately mercedes is all about lewis hamilton and ferrari is all about sebastian vettel obviously leclerc's going through at this point but how good is that motherfucker huh hamilton leclerc uh hamilton's amazing but leclerc is the best young driver that i've seen for a long time like a long long time but hamilton uh, is like he's been he just won like five straight or something like that yeah so he's won so he's been in the sport since he was 18 so and he's i think he's 32 now or he might be even older than that and i think he's won he's won i think it's four on the bounce um it might even be three but he's got like six total um yeah, so he's he's an absolute legend of the sport at this point. Um, so when you talk about Formula One in terms of legends, people talk about Nicky Lauda, 
They talk about Ayrton Senna. They talk about Nigel Mansell. Uh, and they talk about Michael Schumacher. So Lewis Hamilton is as good as all those guys. Wow. All right. So first thing I learned is that it's badass and it's a team sport, which yeah. you would think it's only people driving. And yep. then I found out that it's a 50-50 sport. It's 50 the driver and 50 the the vehicle. And sometimes yep. it's all about the vehicle. Yeah. Um. So sometimes it's not even the driver. It's about the vehicle. Then yep. I learned that racing or F1, it's it's a it's your sport. I yeah, didn't it's, know it's that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> am I supposed to know that? Yeah. And then I'm like, what? And explain that. Meaning, like, so, so basically, eighty uh, percent of the teams. So there's six or seven teams in Formula One. Um, they're apart from. Well, Renault, I thought there were F1. twenty. Oh, 20 drivers. No, there's twenty. There's twenty drivers. Um, but I think it's so ten. I think it's then. less than that. So it's. I think it's either eight. I think it's eight teams. I think. Because uh, they said no. That it must be more than that. It must be more than be... that. It must be has to be 10 because they said uh, each team has only two drivers. So if there's 20 drivers, it has to be 10, no? That's true, but I don't think there's that many people racing in Formula 1 anymore. Um, oh, okay, okay. But it, is, it might be... Let's have a look, let's have a look. <laughs> right, fact check. Yeah, 10 teams in Formula 1. I'm an idiot. Disregard what I said. Um, so basically, the way that Formula 1 is kind of the kind of way that it's split out, which is why Brexit is a little bit of the problem in the UK, uh, is that the vast majority of teams are based in the UK. Uh, so even though you'll have like Red Bull being owned by an Austrian, you'll have... Uh, well, it's Red Bull, uh, Aston Martin, right? Yes, it is. But Aston Martin are just the... They're not even the engine provider. They're the engine partner, which is different. So at the time of the Netflix series, they had Renault engines. Um, but wait, also, I thought Austin Martin was the... So it's Red Bull. Yeah. Oh, shit. Because, you know, you're going by, like, Ferrari, Mercedes, you know. So I thought yep. Austin Martin, you know. What's the one with uh, uh, Ricardo and he just retired? <laughs> So he is with Renault now. He oh, was no, with no. Red Bull. Uh, oh, Raikkonen. Fernando. Fernando. Oh, Fernando Alonso. So that's McLaren. So they're based in Woking, which is like forty minutes away from me. So they're based in the UK. I always uh, thought tall... McLaren was going to be like, whoa, and nope, sucks. <laughs> so I've I've been to their HQ. I went to a press event there when I was when I was a games journalist. Uh, to they launched one of their cars, the MP4. 12c i think it was their facilities um, look like something out of a movie yeah dude it's totally space age like it's a garage where they have cars but it's completely clean and if anybody's uh, still listening if you wanna if you their facility it looks like when you're watching cars 3 the movie the disney yeah. movie and they go into the the new facility of lightning mcqueen that shot it's basically what McLaren's facility is. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so Mercedes based in the UK, Ferrari obviously based in Italy, Red Bull based in uh, the UK, but obviously they're owned by a Dutch person. Uh, not Dutch, uh, Austrian, because they own the Red Bull ring. Uh, Racing Point are also based in the UK, so they used to be Force India. That episode's amazing in the Netflix series, by the way, uh, talking about the Force India split and uh, Lando... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, goddamn rich guy, rich Canadian guy. Um, yeah, and he brought his son and then kicked the good guy, which is another. <laughs> that's the only bad thing about F1, and yep. probably one of the biggest things that I won't go against F1 is all about money. Because like, yep. if you, it doesn't matter. Like, there's uh, the the Indian team or race Indian, yep. whatever. Yeah, Force India. The guy who was poor and growing up, and he, they show him literally working out, checking his skills the whole yep. time while everybody else is partying. This fool is actually working, working on his reactions and everything, and he gets kicked out because the Mexican dude has the <laughs> billionaire behind him. And I'm like, yes, yeah. Fuck you. I boy. mean, Perez is really good. 
Um, so that's what I mean. Like some points they definitely sensationalize. So what you didn't hear about with uh, the Force India guy was that obviously he had a very bad second half of the season. Like he literally, like when you're a back marker in Formula One, and what that means is you're about to be lapped by the leaders. It's like a cardinal sin if you end up hitting a leader. And that's basically what he did when Max Verstappen was leading the Grand Prix in Brazil. And that's kind of, his fate was already sealed by that point. But it's things like that that made other teams who were still in the market for drivers look at him and go, "Mm, maybe he's not ready. Um, That said, Williams really were the only team that had two seats left last year. Uh, McLaren also had one as well, but... You know, they they went with Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris, who's who's brilliant. He's an amazing driver too, um, and they've got two bay drivers at the same point as well. Um, in uh, George Russell, who I don't think he pays a massive amount of money. To be fair, he's another up and comer. Um, and uh, oh god, what's his name? Um, let me just check. And then quick. Oh, they Robert show Kibitzer. when uh, uh, the. It's called the British Grand Prix? Yes. And I'm like, oh, that would be cool to go with Andy. And then they say, yeah. over 150,000 people go there. And I'm like, ah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's because it's over a weekend. So they are. But, dude, like, I've been to Silverstone once and the traffic was crazy. And that was to go watch a British Touring Car Championship meet. And, um, like, for for Silverstone, it's, it's this biggest sporting event, I think, in the UK, at least, I think. Um, you're talking like 150,000, 300,000, something like that. Yeah, so uh, I said, oh, up. I should go with Andy. And then they say 150,000. Uh, I'm good. Dude, we should go camping. I'll be well up for that. <laughs> <laughs> you you can be nice and cold and get used to the UK climate <laughs> with me. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. um, be, you know, to wrap it up, who do you think is going to win this? Uh, it's going to be... <laughs> I guess I give me think... your top three because that's another thing about that I saw and realized how even though you want to win, it's okay to be number two or three. <laughs> totally. There's only there's only 20 seats. So if you've made it to Formula One, you are already one of the best drivers in the world. Like, So who, and, and who's going to be top even three? Even includes the paid drivers. Uh, I would probably say, uh, so I think it would be Names Bottas and, this year. and teams. Yeah, so what? Valtteri Bossas of Mercedes will win the championship. Second will be Hamilton from Mercedes. And third will be Leclerc from Ferrari. Is that the new kid that Ferrari got? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Anyways, if anybody wants to be part of this conversation, <laughs> which <I'm, laughs> and if you're still listening and wants to send us an email at info at dad without a dad, info at dad without a dad com, you could also be part of Andy's Jokes. What is Andy's Jokes? Well, basically, Andy tells a wonderful or not joke and you could be part of this. You could be a sponsor for this. You could send us an email at info at dad without a dad dot com. Info at dad without a dad dot com. You could be a sponsor for Andy to keep telling jokes. Or Andy for Andy not to tell any more wonderful jokes. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are you ready? Hey. Are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Uh. Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. Repeat to the sound of the beat. And here's Andy with Andy's jokes. He's getting ready. I am ready. Hold on. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm totally ready. So it's only one this week. Uh. <clears throat> And it does come from, uh, it was something that someone shared with me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> and they weren't aware of the show. So, <laughs> so that, 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 that was a fun exchange. Um, but yeah, it, it's, a, it's it, yeah. <clears throat> okay. What do you call cocaine for ducks? <laughs> Ducane? <laughs> almost, dude. Almost. It's quack. <laughs> for kids listening out there. Don't Google that. (laughs) (laughs) This is a podcast for dads, right? It's not for kids. Unless they love Formula One. You know, what what, what can you do? (laughs) 
If anybody wants to be part of Andy's jokes, you can send us an email at info at dadwithoutadad.com. Info at dadwithoutadad.com. And you can send us some money for Andy to tell more wonderful jokes like the one he just did. Yay. <laughs> Quack. Love it. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Well, before we go, Andy, do you have any last thoughts, shout outs, anything you want to say? Uh, yeah, uh, just a um, uh, shout out to my wife and my son for giving me an amazing holiday. Uh, it was great or vacation, I guess. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, uh, just thanks to you, man, as well, for continuing to work on this, continue to um, uh, organize it as well. Uh and yeah, thank you to everyone for listening. Please tell your friends, share it on your socials. Uh, and then, yeah, every share is a support for us. So we appreciate it. And don't forget to thank. Oh, uh, Doggy Locks as well, obviously, because they sponsor the show and they're awesome. Uh, so Doggy Locks, if you need any kind of dog or cat care in the south of the UK, Doggy Locks can sort you out. Uh, if you send them an email at uh, doggylocks Doggy at yahoo.com, that'd be great. You spell that D-O-G-G-I-L-O-C-K-S at yahoo.com and they will get back to you. So I was on Facebook. I, I, I only log into Facebook when I literally have nothing else to do, which is rare. So I think I was at work at two in the morning and I was like fed up with everything and I decided to yeah. log into Facebook. And then I think I became friends with Doggy Dogs. Doggy Dogs, the best dog care and grooming out there. So go check them out. And then I saw your sister. And then I yeah. say, oh, let me be friends with her. And then I started yeah. being nosy. And wow, she's like, are you guys are like horse people? Like so cool. It's like, do you guys have horses and race horses and you know? no we don't we don't race horses well, uh, what are, I'm, i mean like uh <laughs> we we do we do questions uh, yeah 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 so my sister and my mum have horses um they are they're called i think it's welsh arabs i think they're called or that might be completely so <laughs> but can i just say cool is I that I don't know anything about horses. I don't give a shit. That's like the coolest. I was like, (laughs) she's like on top of a horse. Is she competing? I was like, what the fuck? Andy, I know that it's all about you, Andy, but when did you, how did you keep the secret? I was like, how cool is that? Not only she does amazing work with dogs and cats on doggy dogs, but she's an amazing equestrian. And for me, that's pretty fucking cool. One, because yeah. like it's so like fancy and cool. And then I'm like, holy shit, that's only one thing. Those things, you only see them on TV, like on the Olympics. And you're like, what? They doing it? Shout out to your sister. Yeah, shout outs to uh, to my sister uh, and my family as well. My hardworking family on the horses. Um, but yeah, she she does show pony stuff. So they like march around a ring and, and get prizes for, you know, yeah, stuff. It's super impressive. Uh, it's just that I fell off a horse when I was super young. So uh, I, I think I repress those memories as, as hard as I can. Anyways, that's pretty cool. Shout out to your sister. Yep. And if anybody's in the south of... The UK? The Hampshire? UK. Yeah, <laughs> Hampshire. Hampshire. Let's say Hampshire area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could send an email to Doggy Dogs, which is D-O-G-G-I-L-O-C-K at Yahoo. And say, hey, I heard two dudes talk about you that you do great, amazing jobs with cats and dogs and grooming. So say hi to Doggy and lock those prices. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Before I, I go, I want to say shout outs to everybody that listens. Shout out to Chatty P that's always listening. Shout out to my girlfriend. Shout out to my son. Shout out to Andy. Thanks for stopping by and saying hi. And anybody that is listening and wants to be part of this conversation, part of the show, you want a shout out, you want to be part of Andy's jokes, you can send us an email at info at dadwithoutadad.com. Info at dadwithoutadad.com. From all the way to England, Andy, my name is Jose Jose de la Roca. Until next time, you guys have been listening to How to Be a Dad Without a Dad. Till next time, thank you. Bye.